Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, loaded show for you today, folks. I have an update from the tattoo artist in North Carolina, Jax. I don't know if you remember that story, but he had to open up his tattoo shop in the middle of these lockdowns when they started these ridiculous lockdowns in North Carolina, and he got arrested for it. So I... Flew down or up there this weekend. I'm used to being from the Northeast. I flew up. Now I'm in Florida. Everything is up. Unless you're going to like Columbia. I flew up there. I got a little update for you there that's interesting. Also, I've got some incredible video of a dude interviewed by Rebel News who nailed the whole lockdown thing and the tyranny that was coming in September of 2020. Don't miss that. An update on Fauci. Also, the Woke Olympics. The medical community losing their minds. Really a lot to get through today. Hey, why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Secure your online activity. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let me get right to it. Like I said, a loaded show for you today. Uh, what else do I got on the end? Too? Oh, the, another example of the Smales exhortation too. Um, illegal immigrants, not only are they being allowed into the country in droves now, whether infected with coronavirus or not, background check or not, doesn't really matter. You're going to pay for lawyers. All right, let's get to it. Our first, uh, first sponsor today, GenuCell. Listen up, everyone. For a limited time, a first-time GenuCell orders. All first-time GenuCell orders are 50% off during their summer blowout sale, online orders only. For the first time in history, get 50% off packages, including GenuCell for under-eye bags and puffiness. How do you get it? Go to GenuCell.com now. Order now and get GenuCell's customer-favorite vitamin C deep-firming serum free at checkout. See skin smooth as silk and free from redness and dark marks right before your eyes. Here's Mary from Reno. I've been using GenuCell for a while now. It's perfect for my sensitive skin. These products hydrate and bathe my skin completely. I'm blemish-free, so much so I don't need makeup. I look at pictures of myself 15 years ago, and there's barely any change in my skin. It's truly amazing. It's perfect for all skin types, even sensitive skin. See results in as little as 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. My mother-in-law and my wife become big fans of this product. It's a good picture of me and Paul on Instagram. If you want to see how she looks amazing, go to genucell.com and enter Dan40. That's Dan40. Check out for an extra $40 off. Every order upgraded to free priority shipping. Go to genucell.com. That's genucell. Genucell.com. Genucell.com. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, Joe, very excited. I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words. I slept like a baby last. I slept for like 14 hours last night. My wife came in. We had a busy weekend. Flew up to North Carolina to talk to Jax. Um, <clears throat> my wife's birthday today as well. So big, long day. But I slept great. And sometimes I wonder, maybe I sleep too much. I feel like a champion today. But Mondays are always busy because we got the Fox News hit in the morning. One more thing. Right before I get on the air, I saw an ad for one of those drug companies. It's a drug product. And they show footage of a softball game. And the guy's bunting in the softball game. If you've seen the ad, you know what I'm talking about. There's no bunting in softball. Just can we put that out there? That's like one of the, if there were the, if, if Dan Bongino had like a Jordan Peterson book, like the 12 rules for life, rule number one, forget about what number 12 be, there's no bunting in softball. There's just no bunting in softball. Whoever filmed that commercial, pull it down immediately. There's no bunting in softball. My guess is the guy couldn't swing a bat, so they told him to bunt. All right, let's get, <laughs> out of priority, but still bothered me before the show, and I'd be lying to you if I did not get that out there. You're like my therapy session. I mean, if this was impression uh, video, I don't know what is. Here's incredible video from September 2020. It, it, the video goes on for quite a bit. I had to cut it down to like 40 seconds so it's manageable. But the Rebel News picks out this guy 
like a dude bro guy, but the guy turns out to be a genius. It's a September, keep in mind, September 2020. So, you know, almost a year ago now, he says exactly what was going to happen. And notice how Rebel News in there, because it was they put it on YouTube, they had to put a censorship alert in the beginning because YouTube loves censorship. I'll get to that in a minute too. Check this out. Incredible. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. You don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing, and still take your vaccine. <laughs> did you did you see that before? Is that the first time you see that? Joe said. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really insane? Seriously, think about it. We have these trained epidemiologists, Walensky, Rochelle Walensky from the CDC, Dr. Fauci, you know, a legend in his own mind. We have Francis Collins, the old NIH guy, all these super smart people. And the dude, bro, from Rebel News absolutely nails it. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? What, what do I, Joe, what have we talked about for weeks yeah. now? Who are the most dangerous people in the world? The <laughs> stupid, smart people. That's right. The most dangerous people in the world. The stupid, smart people. <laughs> Every single time you listen to stupid, smart people, and there's a smart, smart, the dude bro. Dude bro from Rebel News. You can watch that whole clip, by the way. It goes on. The guy nails it. He totally nails it. I saw that this weekend. I'm like, the dude bro. All right, while we're covering coronavirus, you just let me throw this in there, too, because this guy is rapidly turning into the GOP's worst governor in the country. You may say, the GOP's worst governor? Assuredly, that's Larry Hogan or Charlie Baker in Massachusetts. Yeah, maybe. These two are really rhinos. They're not really Republicans, Larry Hogan and Charlie Baker. And I'm not giving them a pass, but you have to say to yourself, Joe knows Larry Hogan well. Joe's, Joe's uh, from Maryland. Right. I was from there, too. They're in blue states. They're just weak. They're kissing the Democrats' butts in blue states because they want to stay in power. They're not really principled guys. So, whatever. This guy, Asa Hutchinson in Arkansas, is in Arkansas. Arkansas. What did Trump win that state? By like 99 to 1? Did he win it by 98 points or was it 97.5? It's Arkansas. So, you have this weak need loser in Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, who now. Uh, Dan Horowitz has a story. It'll be in my show notes at The Blaze. Arkansas Governor Hutchinson calls a special session to double down on failed Fauciism. I had to bring this up in light of this coronavirus block because this is what happens. This is what happens when in primaries, these weak-kneed losers slip through in red states. He wants to call a special session so you have some background because Arkansas had banned mask mandates. He wants to call the special session to reinstitute mask mandates. This guy's a Republican. He's a Republican. It's the same guy who folded like a cheap suit on the transgender thing. And by the way, I'm going to throw this out there. Asa Hutchinson, you want to come on my radio show? I'll give you the opportunity to defend this stuff. Jim, you want to invite him on? I don't like you. I'm not going to be in any way, you know, kind of cryptic about it. I'm not going to try to hide. I think you're weak and I don't like weak people. It's not personal. I think your politics suck. 
But if you want to come on and try to make your case that sticking a face diaper on everyone is going to solve your problems again, uh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, these rhinos and libs. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of a good debate because I know you're wrong. Again, the guy's rapidly becoming the country's worst governor. But getting back to the dude, bro, for a minute, who really nailed this entire thing while the stupid smart people screwed us. I've told you for a long time now about my beach ball theory, my beach ball theory of freedom and liberty, which is the desire to squelch people's pay that. Please, I'm asking. For, I know, I know well, you always do anyway. I, should, I don't want to sound anyway condescending. Just if you can, pay very close attention to this because it's very important. The desire to squelch human liberty and freedom, to subjugate others, to make them do things they don't want to do, to violate their civil rights, to assembly, practice their religion, to speak out, whatever it may be, the things we're seeing right now using coronavirus as an excuse. The desire to squelch people's liberty will never overcome the desire for free people to be free. I'm not saying it can't last decades. I'm not saying it can't last years. But eventually what happens is people's desire to be free will result in more fuel in the gas tank than the fuel in the gas tank the oppressors have for oppressing people. You're seeing that now with coronavirus around the world. Here's some footage I'm going to play for you. These three videos here. First from Australia, which is turned into a prison colony police state. I am not kidding I'm not using hyper, hyperbole for a fact. You know, oh, let's say something crazy to get on the news. I'm not interested in any of that crap. Australia is turning into a prison colony in front of your eyes. People are not allowed out. They are being threatened. The military's on the streets now. They're using the police and the military to fly helicopters over beaches. Beaches where you have like a zero, 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 zero chance of catching coronavirus if there's nobody around you, right? Doesn't matter. Hey, matter of fact, here's a photo Jim sent over before we get to the video of Australia. I don't want to miss this. Uh, for those of you watching on Rumble, for those of you listening on audio, it's a photo of an Australian TV station. Coronavirus update. This is not a joke. Parents need to keep distance from their children. Folks, this is insanity. This is insanity. We are rapidly descending into totalitarian madness that must be stopped immediately. Here's some audio video of Australia, a guy out there with his uh, phone. I guess he's on a beach or in a park. And this Australian appears like a police or military helicopter overhead telling people they need to go home. Listen, it's hard to hear. Joe did the best he could. It's, I mean, it's taken on a cell phone. The police helicopter is a bit away. But it's a police uh, law enforcement or military helicopter telling people they need to basically get off the beach and go home. This is crazy. I'm not even sure Kim Jong-un is doing this in Australia. Check this out. What the f***? He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that's real. Sometimes they see this stuff as you see it. It's not just there, folks. Back to my beach ball theory. I don't know why people in Australia, not the, the liberals, not the conservatives, I get emails from you all who are very upset, but why the liberals are still taking this is bizarre because around the world, you're seeing people who've had enough with the BS. They're done. The beach ball, the desire, and the tricep strength it takes to push the freedom, uh, you know, push, push the, and submerge that freedom train, right? It's never going to overcome people's desire to be free. Look at France. 
France, they're done with the BS. This is all across France, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in the street saying, we're done. We're done with your mandates. We're done with your BS. We're going to live our lives. Check this out. Not a good look for Germany, though, either. There's France, where people have had enough. The Germans have had enough, too. So somehow the German police uh, department, whatever whatever uh, force this is, I'm not really sure what locality it is, but it's a police department in Germany. They decided it'd be a good idea, I guess, to try to beat the crap out of people and bear spray them because they showed up and had enough of the COVID hysteria. Not a good look for Germany here, folks. Check this out. <laughs> Tackling people, bear spraying them, pulling them to the ground, punching them, literally punching them. You got to catch the video. Go to my Rumble account. Watch it, please. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please check it out. Folks, this is not a good look. I'm telling you, this is not going. I just want you to take a little bit of solace in the fact that this is not going to continue because it can't. Eventually, you are going to start to get the people who are only marginally interested in going out in the street and protesting, and you're going to radicalize all of them. I've got this uh, video with my my friend Jax, who did the tattoo for me. I'll show a little uh, screenshot from when he did the tattoo as well, if you're interested in that sort of thing. But he's a perfect example of what happens when you push people to the breaking point. And there are a lot of people who are at that point right now. Why have people had enough? Look, look at what's going on again in Australia. Daily Mail, an article will be my newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to subscribe. ScrewTube, you know the communists at ScrewTube? ScrewTube bans Sky News Australia over videos that question the effectiveness of masks and lockdowns because they break so-called COVID misinformation rules. These people are straight up communists at YouTube. Everybody knows it. Now, YouTube knows they have a problem. YouTube knows they're communists. So YouTube is doing some gaslighting of the highest order. Conveniently, right after Sky News, which I believe is a Rupert Murdoch-owned entity. The Murdoch family owns Fox News, which obviously, disclosure, you know I, I work there. The Murdoch family owns Sky News in Australia, where they've been putting out real information like, hey, these lockdowns working? What about these masks? You know, of course, you're not allowed to add, ask questions because YouTube are communist, socialist tyrants. And I don't, by the way, my show is on YouTube. We posted first to Rumble. I don't care, YouTube, if you ban me either. Facebook and YouTube, I've said this, you can't win. You ban me, I make the point that you hate conservatives. You leave us up there, we use your channel to get the truth out there. Either way, I win. Here's ScrewTube. They must have sensed that, hey, we got a problem here. We are the communists. We're the communists we've been warning people about. So they go to another, what I believe is a Murdoch-owned entity, the Wall Street Journal. I think it's under News Corp. Forgive me. I don't know everything they own or don't own, but, uh, but News Corp was, a, I believe, a Murdoch-owned entity at one point. So uh, here's an article they put in the Wall Street Journal. They must sense they have a problem. Susan Wojcicki. Yes, they are. They do own a, a, a chunk of, of News Corp, just to, just to be clear on that. Sorry, it is Monday. Like I said, I don't know why I have this. I don't, 
just brain fog, driving me crazy. Like super excited about the show. Get your head out of your caboose. So they put a piece up of Susan Wojcicki from who runs YouTube. They put up in the Wall Street Journal this piece, free speech and corporate responsibility can coexist online. YouTube is working to balance competing interests. Government can set clear but flexible rules. Listen to this in the beginning. If this isn't some tier one level A-plus gaslighting, this is from the YouTube, the person who runs YouTube, uh, Susan Wojcicki. I've never, this is gaslighting like I've never seen before. She opens up uh, from uh, YouTube, Wojcicki, she says, Hey, when I was growing up, every time I wrote a letter to my grandfather, I worried it might be censored. My father had fled communist Poland for the U.S., but my grandfather was unable to escape and still lived behind the Iron Curtain. I learned very young that it can be dangerous when governments reach too far. Is she kidding me? Is this a joke? So how pathetic to bring in the story of your, your, which is a troubling story if they lived in when Poland was communist. It's obviously not anymore. But to bring in this sad and tragic story to manipulate people's emotions as the commander in chief of YouTube to make it out like you're a warrior for speech, free speech while you're crapping all over people's rights to put out information about COVID. You can shut your mouth. I'm sorry. You are you, you real. That is pathetic. That is pathetic and disgusting and gross. To, to bring this tragic story into it that you know is going to manipulate people's emotions, to then make the case for exactly what you claim you're trying to fight against. I am against what happened to my father in communist Poland. Good. So are we. And then you go on to make the case how you're going to discriminate against people's viewpoints and you openly lie to people about, hey, we don't discriminate for political viewpoints. We discriminate for other reasons. Check this out. The dis disgusting, disgusting gaslighting. YouTube should be in bed. What a disgraceful company. Wait, go back. That was the uh, from the piece. There's a second screen. Here we go. So it says, Susan Majicki says, YouTube's always had community guidelines that set the rules of the road. We remove content that could cause real harm, such as violent extremism, copyright infringement, and dangerous pranks. Some of our decisions are controversial, but we apply our policies equally, regardless of who posts the content or the political viewpoint expressed. Really? She goes on, at the same time, we embrace the inherent complexity and messiness of the Internet. Stripping away everything that's controversial could silence important voices and ideas. Yeah, didn't she? Yeah, that's right. With Jicky, didn't she? Yeah, she gave herself some kind of free speech. Well, it's a good point. If this isn't tier one level gaslighting, I don't know what is. We don't discriminate because of political viewpoints. You banned a former Republican president, Donald Trump. You banned him and all you tech tyrants wiped him off when he was still president in many cases. And you don't ban based on political viewpoints. Please, again, soup cooler, stop the nonsense. Just stop. You're lying. You got caught. You know it looks bad what you did to Sky News in Australia. And you're using another Murdoch entity out there to get your message out there. Disgusting. Speaking of mixed messaging, I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor. The administration cannot seem to get its story straight. That is why everybody is ignoring them. What is it? 41% of people. We had that article by Paul Bedard last week. 41% uh, of people are only 41% of people are accepting the Biden messaging. 61% uh, 60% of people are like, listen, double barrel, middle finger. We're going to do our own thing and do our own homework. We're living in crazy times. I've never seen anything like it where people so rapidly accept totalitarianism. 
I'm going to stay on the side of freedom, and I know I'll be on the right side of right. I'm absolutely confident that me, you, and the liberty-loving audience I have are on the right side of history. Absolutely confident. <sighs> Tranquilo, perfect time for the drink. <laughs> hey, if people keep telling you to try meditation, and you're like, when? When would I have time? You should check out Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Super, super relaxing. Headspace is, is uh, one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. It's coming very handy for this guy. What has two thumbs and uses it? <laughs> this guy. Needs some help falling asleep? Headspace has some wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I've used it. Being involved with politics all the time obviously is very stressful. It's a great thing before bed and a great thing during the day, especially their SOS meditations. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. That's a lot. They make it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino. That's headspace.com slash Bongino for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino. Go today. You're going to love it. Tranquilo, right? All right. The messaging is all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. It's why the majority of Americans are now tuning the White House scientists, the CDC out. And it's a real shame because if they actually did things like science and data, we would have people eagerly tuning in. You would think they would want an update. They're now tuning out the updates because these people can't get their story straight. Here was Pelosi from a while ago suggesting that a vaccine mandates, the fact that she can't do it, she has no power to do this, as the United States is slowly creeping towards vaccine mandates anyway, and they're incentivizing companies to push the vaccine on you, even if you had the virus already, and may have a significant number of antibodies, or you have a situation like you're pregnant or a religious belief, they're pushing vaccine mandates anyway, even though Pelosi just said a little while ago that they couldn't do mask mandates. Check this out. We, are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the capital physician and say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated so I can go encourage them to be, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't we can't do that. So the government can't remove stuff off of YouTube either based on viewpoint discrimination. I put these stories back to back for a reason. But what the government is doing and still can't do, but is doing anyway is they're deputizing surrogates in the private economy to do what the government can't do themselves. No, I mean deputizing. Like, uh, listen, go forth to love and serve. They're giving them, like, government badges or, you know, little maybe little uh, stickies they can put on their shoulders, like fake tattoos. You are therefore deputized to so go forth and love, love and serve. What we cannot do ourselves, you are going to do for us. So they're doing that with YouTube. They're pressuring YouTube and Facebook to take down content. Remember, I covered this on my Fox show this weekend. That they deem misinformation, the government, 
Also, what they're doing is they're urging private companies, deputizing them, go forth to love and serve. They're telling them, the government, by the way, that's what they want. They're telling them to do what they can't do themselves. So Pelosi knows they would have a really tough time with a national vaccine mandate. They understand that. So what are they doing? They're urging private companies to do it for them. You may say, well, Dan, they're allowed to hint and nod. No, folks, they're not hinting and nodding. The threats will come next. The regulatory threats, this is what the government does. Now you see why people are tuning them out? Here's another piece of mixed messaging. Here's a tweet from Joe Biden. Pay very close attention to the date, October 30th, 2020. Joe Biden needed to get elected. So he lied, which is what he does all the time. This was his own tweet. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. So there was Joe Biden when he needed to get elected, realizing lockdowns are grossly unpopular, could cause Gavin Newsom to have real trouble in this uh, recall election, the governor of California, because he's a lockdown guy too. beach ball theory. Keep the beach ball underwater, lock down the economy. Eventually, people are going to erupt, folks. It's going to happen. Here's the Biden administration responding just a few days ago to a question from Fox News' Peter Ducey, where the White House spokeswoman, Ms. Jean-Pierre, seems to indicate that they're open to lockdowns, despite Biden clearly saying in a tweet he wasn't into lockdowns. Check this out. So if you're listening to the science, if scientists come to you at some point down the line and say it is our opinion that there should be shutdowns and there should be school closures, you would do that. Well, we listen to, like I said, we listen to the CDC and the, the expert and the and their guidance. Um, our, you know, our the, the CDC is a is a body that is very well respected, and uh, we follow again. We follow. There you go. If the CDC tells us, we'll do it. Here's the Biden administration the next day, same woman, doing the, oh, wait, what are we at, guys? Is this a 180, a 360? Is this a 520 or is this a 747? I'm not sure. I mean, so 180, <laughs> 360, you're back where you started. Reminds me of the whole time change thing. I had a guy in the Secret Service once tell me that a 15-hour uh, time difference was worse than a 12-hour time change. I said, um, that's not the way it works. The worst time change is 12 hours because you start coming back the other way. That's like saying the worst time change is 24 hours. It's 3 a.m. and it's the same thing. 12 hours, you start coming around the other way. Guy told me that, I swear. Tried to make the case to me. The 15-hour time difference that was worse it's the time difference and time change. It's not the same thing. You're coming back the other way. <laughs> it's a 24-hour time difference. The worst ever. Dude, it's the same time. Oh, yeah. Right. So I don't know what it is. Are we back to lockdowns are bad? We'll consider lockdowns. We'll definitely won't do lockdowns. We'll do lockdowns. If the CDC tells us we'll do lockdowns, here's Biden the next day, Miss Jean-Pierre, you turning again. Check this out. The way we see this is that we have the tools in our tool belt to fight this 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 variant, to fight this vaccine, and we we are not we are not going to head towards a lockdown. We want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can, uh, because after passing the historic rescue plan, we have the resources to make sure that doesn't happen. I. Well, I what are you going to do? What's true? I, 
Yeah, I don't know, Donnie. I don't know what we're going to do. I have no idea. I re- but if ever there was a moment to sit down on the couch with Donnie and for Donnie to ask what we're going to do, it's now because I don't know what we're going to do. I have no idea. I don't know. I, who do you believe? Jean-Pierre? Joe Biden? By the way, Biden said, uh, what did he say when he was coming out there? That they asked him about lockdowns. He said it's probable. What do you, who do you believe? I don't know. I'm sure the fact checkers will come in and say, no, no, it's not this tweet. It's not that thing. It's when she said this. It's lick your finger. If lockdowns were popular tomorrow, they'd say they would be fact checking people who said they weren't locking down. And you wonder why the majority of Americans have entirely tuned these idiots out. Listen, I got to wrap this segment up because I want to get on to the woke Olympics because it's important. Even Bill Mars, Bill Maher. I mean, I, God, I can't believe we're like counting on Bill Maher as a voice of reason. How disturbing is this? We've crossed the Rubicon now. It is time for you, the sane, smart, intelligent American truth tellers and liberty lovers out there to seek your own information. You cannot trust these people. You can't. I'm very sorry. The information they've given you has been conflicting and it's based purely on political motive. It has nothing to do with science anymore. Seek your own sources of information, please, for your own safety. It's important. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. I'm going to get to the Woke Olympics, which are crashing badly. You would think they would get the hint. The ratings are down dramatically. It's really an ugly scene right now. And I've got to tell you, as much as it pains me to say it, the people I talk to about the Olympics, and and I'm not suggesting they're an unbiased sample. My friends are obviously conservative. Folks, they just don't care. And I feel bad because a lot of the Olympic athletes who are real patriots and love this country and wanted to go and represent the United States, they're suffering too because the people people I'm talking to just don't care about the Olympics. They just don't care. They feel like it's been ruined by a bunch of wokesters. I'll get to that in a second. LifeLock. I had LifeLock, by the way, before before they were a sponsor for the show because I had my identity stolen. They stole an old American Express card. It made my life miserable. They bought a bunch of real estate programs. No, it's true. Remember that guy, Carlton Sheets? They bought a bunch of Carlton Sheets real estate programs. True story. I'm like, what the hell? Who's Carlton Sheets? I only remember the guy from an infomercial. They stole my card. It was a disaster. It took me like a year to clean up. Traveling on summer vacation is a great way to disconnect, but sometimes you need to connect to public Wi-Fi to take care of email, do some work, you know, post photos, whatever it may be. Unfortunately, cyber criminals can spy on unsecured public Wi-Fi networks. It's a big deal. They can see your browsing history, read emails, even see your passwords. No good. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. An instant a cyber criminal could steal what's yours. Sometimes they can even harm your finances and your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. I've been a longtime client. LifeLock helps detect a a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has been potentially compromised, they'll send you an alert. You have access to a dedicated restoration specialist. I could have used one of these. If you become a victim, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% of your first year. Don't wait. This was a nightmare for me when this happened, when I got my identity stolen. Protect it today. How do you do it? Go to lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino and get 25% off. Do it today. Don't wait. Okay, the woke Olympics are crashing badly. This article in Breitbart, ratings are down dramatically. Again, you can find it in my newsletter by John Nolte. Nolte, ratings for Tuesday's woke Olympics plummet 55%. The story's not comfortable for me to talk about for a number of reasons. 
we talk about things that are uncomfortable all the time because you're entitled to an opinion. You've dedicated your time to my show and I owe it to you. But it's uncomfortable because a lot of us grew up with the Olympics. It was a moment of, you know, collective celebration. I remember vividly, I was 10 years old. Um, what was it? Uh, 19, was it 1984? Mary Lou Retton, the Olympics. I remember Carl Lewis cleaning up. Remember Carl Lewis? Remember Joe? Carl Lewis? I mean, oh, a guy yeah, won man. like eight golds and won a li- whatever. I mean, uh, Michael Phelps, you know, and uh, uh, by the way, a native of uh, our area. Where Joe and I used to live in yeah. Maryland. Or he think he's, a, uh, he's a Maryland guy. But Katie Ledecky, the swimmer now, is also a Marylander as well. I mean, everyone remembers Carrie Strug, busted up her leg, lands like, lands it right off the vault, even with this busted up leg. Look, it's giving me goosebumps. I mean, uh, gosh, the, the U.S. Uh, men's basketball, what was it, 1992? The greatest basketball team ever, ever. Maybe the greatest, forget about basketball, maybe the greatest team of athletes in the sport ever assembled, the dream team. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, David Robinson. Think about it. Like the worst player on the team was Christian Leitner, who was the best college basketball player in the country. He was the worst player. He was the scrub. He was like, he wasn't even the sixth man. He was like the 15th man, however many they had on the team. I mean, that team was insane. Insane. It was so good. Remember they, I, mean, I don't know, they beat like Uganda, like 422 to three or something. Like we were like, Yes, that's America. We kick ass. And it's uncomfortable because I'm really, I'm sad. I really am. I'm not kidding. U.S. women's team, soccer team, the kneelers. I mean, with the exception of three, and credit to them, the three women who stood for the anthem and put your hands over your hearts. Again, I don't care about your politics. If you're left or right, you played for the country. You put your time and effort into representing our country. You stood there with your hand over your heart. You are free to have political beliefs. You have my respect. The rest of the team who disgraced us and kneeled, you're pathetic. It's disgusting. And I said before, I don't care. I don't care if you win. I don't care if you lose. I don't care. I'd be lying to you. I have no emotional investment in you at all because you have no emotional investment in us. And what is sports about? Sports is about an emotional attachment to something. Guys, ladies, think about this, right? Why do you care what a sports team does? I mean, just rationally for a minute. Put the emotions aside. Because sports is about emotion and emotional attachment. Not to try to wax philosophic, but it's not your team. It's not your kid's team. Very few people have a kid playing on this team, okay? you pro- 99.999% aren't even related to anybody on this team. So why do you care? Why do you care about the Yankees or the U.S. women's sports team? Because you grew up with it. It reminds you of all the halcyon days of your childhood. Sitting there with your dad, watching a ball game. Eating a hot dog. Chewing on some Cracker Jacks or peanuts. I was with my dad this weekend a little bit. And, you know, we had such great emotional memories. I remember we were talking about a story when my father took me to the old Yankee Stadium. And we were, it was the first time we had a front row seats. We always sat in like the, you know, either the mid-level or the top. And Chris Bazio, who was an old pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, for some reason came over to talk to us. I was with my dad. And, uh, I mean, it was, like, amazing. The guy was like a god. I must have been 9 or 10. I don't know. And Chris Bazio, I mean, keep in mind, he was the opposing pitcher when the Milwaukee was playing the Yankees. 
And you looked at these players like small G gods, you know, like, gosh, they're on this field, this, this like Mount Olympus, these amazing athletes in this stadium full of 30,000 cheering fans, if not more. And one of them came over to say hello to me. And my dad remembered it. I was talking to my dad. Remember when Chris Bazio came over? It's emotional, man. That's something you pass on to your kids. That, that field of dreams, you know? And it becomes a field of nightmares. This country you love, you got this U.S. women's soccer disgrace, embarrassment, kneeling at the, at the sound of our national anthem, genuflecting in front of a terrorist Marxist group, Black Lives Matter. So what happened? Ugh, Daily Wire. They lost. U.S. women's soccer loses Canada. Loses to Canada. <laughs> they probably lost Canada, too. Canadians ain't much better. The Canadian athletes, some of them were kneeling, too, I thought. I thought I saw that, too. Ending their shot at the gold. And folks, man, I'm just being candid with you. I just don't care. I'm sorry if that sounds detached. I genuinely just don't care. If you do, knock yourself out. I don't wish ill on anyone. I just don't care. Here's another one I just don't care about. Silver medalist Raven Saunders raises her hands in an X in Olympic protest. Don't care. Only talking about it on the show, not because I give a damn, didn't ruin my weekend one bit. I don't care, just to show you again how people have entirely dissociated themselves from something that used to be a moment of collective national pride. We have no emotional attachment to you at all. Because you have none to us. We don't care. I don't know what Carl Lewis's politics are. I don't know what the dream team, what any of their politics were. Nobody cared. Maybe we should go back to the, ironically, the Michael Jordan approach. You know what that is? Republicans buy sneakers too. Bill Maher's catching on. Incredible that Bill Maher's become the voice of reason, folks. Check this out, where Bill Maher starts talking about the woke Olympics. And how this is just leading to a cancel culture catastrophe, a cancer that's infecting this country. Bill Maher, this guy's a liberal. Keep in mind, as he said during this clip, he, we had to cut the part. It's long. You can watch the whole thing in seven minutes, but we don't have time for the whole thing. He says at one point, I'm a liberal. My politics haven't changed. The world has changed around me. Check this out. Why do we allow the people who just want to to always win? Days before that firing, the opening ceremony's musical director, musical director, was also forced out because someone dug up an interview with him from 1994 where he admitted to bullying classmates as a child. As a child. Remember when your teacher used to try and scare you by saying, this is going to go on your permanent record? Yeah. No longer an empty threat now. And the... And the creative director of the entire shebang of the whole Olympics got can because he once made a fat joke in a private conversation. This is called a purge. It's a mentality that belongs in Stalin's Russia. How bad does this atmosphere we are living in have to get before the people who say cancel culture is overblown admit that is in fact an insanity that is swallowing up the world? Again, I don't, uh, let me just be crystal clear because I always, always, every time I put a liberal on, Whoever it may be, someone in Hollywood or wherever it is, someone who has cultural capital, someone who says, why are we celebrating these people? You, I'm not. Can I be crystal, crystal clear? 
GIA level diamond. What is it? D. I don't know what the top level of diamond is, but whatever it is, as clear as that, colorless, flawless. Let me be clear. I'm not celebrating these people at all. Welcome to the party, Bill Maher. Sheesh. It only took you like 10 years to catch on. Whether it's Matt Damon, Bill Maher, or any other celebrity, I don't care. The reason I care and put it on the show is because they have cultural capital with people we don't. So whereas you and I have been speaking common sense for 20, 30 years about the importance of freedom and liberty and the dangers of liberal totalitarianism and cancel culture, they've ignored us. But these people on the left who are catching on have cultural capital with them. They don't deserve a round of applause. They should have said something 20 years ago. But as Andrew Breitbart has said often, and don't ever forget it, politics is downstream of culture. And if you can get these ambassadors to break through to the other side who have cultural capital we don't, maybe it'll start to turn the tide. They don't deserve celebration. They should have spoke out 20 years ago. They let this cancer fester, and now they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm sick. Someone give me medicine. It's no cause for celebration. I don't want anyone in my audience to misinterpret it. But in order for us to analyze what's going on in the culture, we have to show what's going on in the culture. And even people on the left now are starting to figure it out because it's threatening their livelihood. All right. Um, Quick article here, but this is in my show notes. It's just so dumb. Speaking of cancel culture and the stupidity here, how we've just gone down the path of totalitarianism so fast. WebMD. The AMA, the American Medical Association, wants to remove sex from public birth certificates. Marsha Fralick, WebMD. It's not a joke. Check out a screenshot from this piece. Requiring sex on birth certificates can lead to discrimination and unnecessary burden on individuals whose current gender identity does not align with their designation at birth. Namely, when they register for schools or sports, adopt, get married, or request personal records. Folks, these people are putting you in danger. The American Medical Association, by pushing for this, and the people involved, based on their what it reports out there, of what's happened to people who claim to be transgender could be putting you in real danger. The equipment men have and the equipment women have are different. If we can't get medicine to recognize that, then folks, we're all going to be going to witch doctors again soon. It's amazing that the medical community that that are behind this, people in the medical community, have not picked up on the fact that Nobody trusts politicians anymore. People don't trust the CDC anymore. They don't even trust epidemiologists anymore because the stupid, smart people have taken over. Now doctors are going to throw their credibility down the drain too. To all the conservative and liberty-loving doctors out there who are not going to put up with this, much respect. You're going to, be ha- you're going to have to be the ones who lead the way. All right, um, let me get to my last sponsor. I'm going to get to this interview with Jax, who was uh, the tattoo artist in North Carolina who got arrested opening up his business. He had to feed his family in the middle of these first lockdowns. And we went up there and we went to Attila's gym too. You know, we're trying to do the right thing and get out there, folks. You know, back up people who back up liberty and freedom and fight for the right thing. I'm going to make a point too at the end of it how millions of people right now are being turned into activists overnight by these ridiculous Democrats. You know, I work out in the morning down here in Florida, and it's very hot, even in the morning. Sometimes I open my garage door, and you sweat, and you sweat, and you sweat. I put a little fan on. It doesn't seem to work. That's why I use liquid IV when I work out, because I cramp up without it, just being straight with you. The hot summer months here take a real toll on you, but you got to stay proactive. Liquid IV hydrates faster 
and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana. Healthier than sugary sports drinks, it has no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. It's made with clean ingredients. It's non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes liquid IV so effective? Cellular transport technology. The optimal ratio they have of glucose, sodium, and potassium. What does it do? It helps deliver water and nutrients into the bloodstream fast. It's the perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Bongino at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order. By the way, Guy I, and Justin, I have some for you. They were nice enough to send it. I've got a lot of it, so you're going to really like it. I got the, uh, the energy one for you and, uh, and the immune support. But that's 24, 25% off, excuse me, anything you order. Get better hydration today. Don't wait. Use promo code Bongino. Go to liquidiv.com. That's liquidiv.com. This reminds me of a story. Liquidiv.com, promo code Bongino. When uh, I was an instructor in, a, in the Secret Service Academy, it was really hot days. Sometimes, you know, water alone doesn't do a good job of hydrating people. So we give them like Tostitos because they were very salty. Like, ah, eat a Tostito, the salt. and Just go to Liquid IV. Get it done the right way. Dump a packet in there. They have the perfect mix. Check it out. You're going to love it. I got some for you guys. Don't let me forget. All right. So I went down to, or I keep saying down because I'm used to being from the Northeast. I went up to North Carolina this weekend. I wanted to follow up with the tattoo artist, Jax. Here's a picture of me and him. From this weekend, me holding a sticker there. That's Jax there. He's on my right. He had done a tattoo for me uh, right after the lockdown. You can see there, there's Dan Bongino getting a tattoo on the back. We did uh, the Jesus fish, which I love. Love representing uh, my uh, my Lord and Savior. Jax was kind enough to do that tattoo for me. Well, we paid for it. We wanted to throw some businesses away during the lockdown. So quick backstory on Jax. Jack during the uh, they have the war one of the worst governors in the country in North Carolina he's a liberal lunatic shut down most of the economy right there Jack's had to open up he had to feed his kids the guy's not a multimillionaire doesn't have a silver spoon in his mouth so we went up there got a tattoo to show our support put out his website he got a ton of calls I encourage you to call buy some of the merch go get a tattoo if you want whatever you need but here's a follow up for me this weekend interviewing Jack's here's cut one this is in his shop this is from my wife's cell phone camera check this out. So what's happened? Is your business picked up? Uh, I mean, I see that you're um, doing this grassroots effort now, fighting a good fight still. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, business has never been better. Your your fans are now my fans, and, and we can't we can't thank you enough for that. Yeah, I definitely joined in the grassroots uh, Open-NC, and right now we're fighting for our kids so that they don't have to be muzzled. Is that what Free the Smiles is? Yeah, absolutely. Open-nc-us. You see it? Open-nc.us. Open-nc.us. You know, it's given me the platform to kind of go out there and, like you say, be the person. You're the person you've been waiting yeah. for. Yeah, so you said that to me last time. So That's right. I stood up. I'm, I'm a director of, of family for North Carolina Grassroots, and, and we've started a, what's called the Table Project where we're trying to get North Carolina people together, grassroots, and stop this. I mean, we got to stop it. You see how their overreach, shutting this guy's business down, impacting his kitchen table? Do you see how the liberal, crazy government policies, lockdowns, mask mandates, you see how all of this craziness has 
made activists out of, I would argue, tens of millions of people who just wanted to be left alone. Folks, when you start arriving on people's kitchen tables and stealing the food from their table as their kids are looking on, I promise you, people who sat around a little bit docile all of a sudden get like tigers. They may have been kittens before. They're lions and tigers now. Now, Jax, I'm going to, here's part two. It's in about another minute. But you see what Jax did? So Jax, a guy who was just a business owner in, in, uh, in uh, North Carolina, just want to be left alone. Government attacks him, tries to bankrupt him. He fights back. He becomes an activist after that. And now his activism has now segued into more activism where he's now fighting the mask mandates and any future mask mandates trying to get the masks off these kids so they can breathe. They did this. And they will do it to tens of millions or more. Here's part two. It's about another minute. Check this out. Me and Jackson, North Carolina. I don't think they realize how what they've done here. I mean, you know, guys like you who are out there just hardworking folks doing your thing. What they've really done is created a generation of political activists, a lesson you're going to hand down to your kids, your oh, family yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, and now you're involved with unmasking the kids and freeing the smiles. Folks, please check out his website, open-nc.us. You're saying that, listen, the kids should be able to look at each other, should be able to breathe, right? I mean, we, we luckily live in Florida with a sane governor who's banned mandates for masks. But what's going on in North Carolina? You want to muzzle the kids again? Well, I mean, it's a psychological condition. When you cannot see somebody's face, you take away their humanity. And just making right. this design right here and passing it out to people, they would look at it and smile. You know, when was the last time you saw somebody smile? And this impacts our kids. This is when our kids' brains are developing, you know, posture and, yeah, and being able to see right. when somebody's angry or when somebody's happy. This is going to have effects through the rest of their life, and we got to stop it now. Yeah, they're right. not spreaders. We know they're not spreaders. Folks, please check them out. Apex Tattoo Factory in Apex, North Carolina. Go to his website. Maybe we'll <laughs> shut his website down again. And check him out, Jack's activist. He did... He didn't just talk. He did something. He stood up and go to open-nc.us. Check out Jack's trying to free the smiles, get the face diapers off our kids' faces. Thank Jax, you so much. Thanks for standing up, brother. Thank I you, appreciate brother. it, man. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Folks, got to rep the cause, man. Doing the best I can. I, I wish I could help everyone who stood up. There were a lot of people. I went up to Attila's gym. Ian and then Frank, those guys stood up too. I did the show from there. I really do. I wish I could help everyone. But I'm just one person. But if us in the conservative movement, whoever has a radio show out there, Glenn Beck, Hannity, Levin, Joe Pags, Dana Lash, Buck and Clay, uh, me, if everyone got together and just helped a couple people, Tucker with the TV show, Steve Hilton, there's a whole bunch of conservative personalities out there, and just helped one or two people by highlighting their story, you know, and there, a lot of them are doing that. They're doing that right now. I don't mean to say it in an accusatory way at all. A lot of them are. We would really be able to help and, and move this liberty movement in a positive direction. Apex Tattoo, Apex Tattoo Factory, go check them out. Jax, check out his, uh, his website, too, to keep the kids unmasked and breathing freely. So I'm not going to see this right now, but you will. I just want to throw this in, too. It's about, I don't know, about 60 seconds. I forgot to send it to him. For those of you who watched my Fox show unfiltered on Saturday night, I just want you to pay attention. Here, here was another segment from the liberal debate where, again, we give them an open book test beforehand and they don't know the answer. I asked Jose Aristabuño, who came on my show, and again, I appreciate him coming on. It's not personal. 
But I asked him about closing the southern border now that we have what they claim is like a new pandemic and we're all going to die and all this stuff. He's very eager to close the northern border with Canada, but seems confused when I catch him and say, oh, what about the southern border? He doesn't know what to say. Check this out. I trust the so government. Should we, okay, okay, so you're trusting. All right. Thank you. So you just acknowledge that Biden was correct. You trust him and that the Canadian border is closed. Should we close the southern border then as well? Uh, well, I, look, I think you don't understand. Let me say, let me say it again. The CD, the oh, Joe right. Biden is going to work there. with the CDC no, no, simple to do question. The- no, no, hold on. Time out. Jose, time out. It's just a simple question. You just said you agree with the closure of the northern border because of the science. So do you agree with a closure on the southern border as well? It's a simple yes or no. We don't need a filibuster. Simple. Uh, it's a simple question. I'm- I get it. I get it. And I'm going to tell you this again. If if the CDC, whatever the CDC is saying, Joe Biden is going to listen to the <laughs> science, Dan. You're not you the doctor. Answer. This is amazing. You're not the doctor. Every that's stuff what you don't understand. I, every week I try this. I try to get a straight answer out of Democrats. I can't do it. All right, Jose. Thanks a lot. Nice try. Really appreciate it. All right. As you see, there is Jose Aristamuno, again, seemingly confused. I really enjoy these liberal debates, again, because it allows them to get their uh, ideas out there or their lack thereof. All right, I'm uh, running out of time. So uh, I wanted to get to this story last because it's an important one. It's in the newsletter. It could have fit in the coronavirus block in the beginning, but it requires a little bit of explanation, and I wanted it to stand on its own. Check it out in the newsletter. It's very important. Now, this is an article by Charles Rixey. It's a long article, but it's worth your time. It's called Who Watches the Watchman? Fauci's Noble Lie Exposed. In our moment of greatest need, science protected itself. He makes one of the best cases I've seen as to why Anthony Fauci is not only guilty of misfeasance. Again, misfeasance is someone falls in front of you on the sidewalk, you don't help them up. That's misfeasance. It's bad. You should have helped them. Malfeasance is they try to get up and you kick them in the teeth. Fauci is guilty of malfeasance. And I have never seen, again, it's not personal, folks. He's a public figure. He's opened the scrutiny. I have never seen an article lay it out in more detail than this. He talks about Dr. Fauci when they found out that there may have been a problem in the Wuhan lab and this may have been a leak and their efforts to suppress the information because taxpayer money was used to fund the Wuhan lab. Does everybody get that? It's critical you understand that. He says, quote, Charles Ritchie in the piece, he says, what's sickening about this tortured twisting of language is that Fauci knows this better than almost anyone, that his lies aren't born of ignorance. What he's done is to use his scientific gravitas this is, this is interesting. To pretend that the observer's understanding of literal definitions of gain of function are flawed because we are too ignorant to appreciate the complexity of the issue. The truth, however, is that our generation's most prominent infectious disease ex- expert is gaslighting the citizens of the country he swore an oath to protect. One could also use the term epistemic injustice. Remember the Rand Paul Fauci blow up up on Capitol Hill when Rand Paul's like, hey, you guys were involved in gain-of-function research. And Fauci's like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a liar. He's trying to play word games, euphemisms games. Meanwhile, he knows very well we funded a lab that probably leaked this thing. How do we know? We have the email. Pay very close attention to the date in this email. Friday, January 31st, 2020. They tell him in the email, Fauci, he's on the email chain, that they believe this thing looks engineered. Look, looks engineered. Some of the features potentially look engineered, meaning this thing could have been a lab-created function in Wuhan, China. Fauci knows the 31st. And what happens over the next few days? Between January 31st and February 3rd, there's a bunch of meetings 
And at these meetings and conference calls, they make a conspiratorial effort to squash that information to make you believe this thing came from like a five-legged pangolin. They have the exchanges now. Here, the author points it out. He says, the brief exchange above was a precursor to a conference call the next day, February 1st, 2020, organized by Jeremy Farrar and Dr. Fauci for the explicit purpose of addressing the swirling rumors that had emerged following the publication of an Indian preprint that alleged the discovery of inserts identical to sequence segments within the HIV genome. Folks, they knew. They knew the entire time. They knew the entire time this was likely lab-engineered, and they engaged in a conspiracy. Malfeasance, not misfeasance. It was not a mistake to keep the information from you. Read that piece. It is long. It is detailed. It talks about how Fauci and his people clearly, based on the now documents recorded in history, email, meetings, notes, they knew. And they still, to this day, won't admit what they did. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please check out the show on Rumble today. The videos are important, especially the videos out of Australia, France, and Germany. My account is rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free to subscribe. Also, you can start submitting questions today. Just comment on the videos. We do the Ask Dan segment on Friday. We even did it on Fox this week. We'll hope to get as many of your questions as possible. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 2 million subscribers. I really appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.